Welcome to episode 37 of Come Walk With Me. So tonight I wanted to um, actually talk about a conversation I had with a, uh, a friend. And it was, um, it was fun. It was one of those ones where you kind of mess with your head. At least it messed with my head. So we were talking about um, well, <laughs> and if it, it, the joke was, um, we're talking about vegetables and she, she's a big grower of plants. Um, even in the office you see her growing all kinds of things and it's pretty cool. So it was a fun conversation and we were chatting and I said, you know, um, I remember there was a study I read about and, uh, don't hold me to it, but I'm pretty sure in the study they said um, plants, you know, scream when you cut them down to, to feed yourself or to uh, feed your family. Um, yeah, obviously not really scream, but they have some kind of response to being um, harvested. And so that kind of, for a little bit, kind of jumped onto the vegan conversation. And if you're vegan, that's your choice. I'm okay with that. I mean, it's what you like. That's no problem with me. Um, I've always found it difficult just for sustainability. So when I'm talking about sustainability, and I think um, it comes down to sometimes a survival thing. Um, I've always kind of joked and had the idea of zombies. I don't know why. It's always been a thing that has followed me around for as long as I can remember. I even remember a stage not too many years ago where I really went down a rabbit hole of zombie books. Um, far too many for far too long. And totally had to uh, change up my fiction reading for a while. I had to switch to uh, sci-fi starship kind of stuff. Which really helped uh, to pull me out of that dark... Uh, that dark place of zombie books. Now there were some great authors, and they really were good stories. So, because of those good stories, I definitely had to um, move on to different fiction. So, anyway, I uh, I went down a different path, as I am prone to do. But I think you guys have been listening to me long enough that um, you're used to it. And hopefully it's not uh, annoying. I don't know. The conversation I had, obviously. So um, it went to, you know, Vegetable Scream. Um, and then people talk about nature being so fluffy, so kind, so sweet. And yeah, you know, when you go camping or you rent a cabin and you look in the woods, it is. You have food stockpile and you brought, you know, microwavable meals, um, you brought all kinds of things with you. The world's a pretty soft, fluffy, easy place for us. Um, where it, where it went further down was the fact that when you take that away, that, that thin, and I heard it somewhere else, um, maybe it was a book, maybe it was, I don't know. But that there's this, once you scratch the thin veneer of civilization off of man, we are but an animal. And if you 
make this scenario bad enough, if you push hard enough, we're just animals too, really. I mean, we have, um, and my coworker made a great point, and what really sets us apart was the fact that we can take things we don't know and figure out how to make them work. Like, oh, look, a lightning bolt struck that tree and made fire. And then we figure out, hey, fire is good. Uh, I believe she used a different example, but this is the one that popped in my head at the time. Uh, oh, fire is good. How do we replicate making fire? We can't just wait for lightning to strike. And then, you know, so my th it probably started out as there was a lightning strike. Oh, this is nice. This is warm. Take that stick. And that stick went. And we were warm until it burned that stick up. And then the next time they said, wait, add more sticks. Okay, keep, you know, and then it made it longer and it kept going a little bit longer and then it went out and they said, okay, now let's keep it going. Gather a pile of wood, get a big stack. Let's gather all this up. So the next lightning strike, we can just keep feeding it and we don't have to worry about it going out. And they did that. And then over time it still went out. So then they said, okay, well now let's figure out how we can create fire ourselves. Obviously we can't control lightning. So what can we do? If we rub things together, we'll do it. And along those lines. And, and that's the, um, that really was our survival tool. That was what made us the alphas. Um, at least on the food chain, you know. Because there's a lot of animals out there, bigger, tougher, more fierce, better, have more natural weapons. Um, but we can take things we don't know and learn them teach them to ourselves and then teach others and then we invent crazy cool things and long distance weapons and such so but when you get down to it once all that's removed if um, supplies are disappearing uh, humanity isn't the best at survival we don't have the best to smell we you know we don't have a natural proclivity to find food like all these other creatures they're born knowing where to look. They're born knowing what they can eat. You know, we get hungry enough, we'll eat the wrong thing. Um, the fact that uh, we are, I can't say we're one of the faster breeding mammals, but we breed fairly, um, you know, every nine months, one, possibly two, possibly three. Now, there's other ones, there's other um, mammals that breed much quicker. But we have a pretty quick reproduction rate when, you know, we need to bring back our tribe and make it bigger. Um, so that has kept us going. But we don't have the, the natural advantage that a lot of other creatures have. You know, they're, they're born knowing exactly what to do, what they can eat, what they should eat. Uh, the only time they seem to get confused is when it's something that's not natural to the environment. Uh, and that's our fault for the production of the different things we've done. Now, I totally went off on a tangent there, but I, it's in the realm. I kind of went on to a, uh, a, a deep dive into my thoughts during that conversation. So, you know, basically we were getting at, you know, how some people are vegan because they feel it's bad to kill other animals. Um, I always had issues with vegan because uh, to me it felt like if something bad were to occur, 
a natural disaster, which we all know they do occur. Uh, we're lucky here in America that they don't affect us nearly as bad as they affect the rest of the world at times. Um, but being a vegan is, in those cases, very difficult. And something, while I have on occasion eaten vegan food, uh, and it can be pretty good. You know, I mean, there's things that are vegan that are just, they're good. Don't get me wrong. I've also had some vegan food that I really did not like. Uh, I had, uh, yeah, <laughs> there was some interesting things over the years, but uh, I'm always willing to try something new. Uh, almost always. There's a few things I probably wouldn't do. Anyway, um, but when I got down to it during the conversation and, and, and what really um, I, I was having fun with, and I think, I think she was also, was that once you take away civilization, once you take away that little, that thin veneer, you know, we're not the most dominant. We're not the strongest. We're not the best survivors. And, and the world is a harsh place. You know, it's, yeah, from, from your comfy camper, from, from tucked away in your cabin watching nature specials on TV, it's beautiful, it's sweet. Oh, how fluffy, how kind, how nice. But when you're out there and you're in a tent or, or you're huddled in a, in a small alcove just trying to stay warm, the world is harsh. Mother Nature for as kind as she can be on the good months, on the bad months, she is actively trying to kill you. So, um, and it was just, I found it to be a very fun and interesting conversation on how really we are screwed. <laughs> if, 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 if human ingenuity goes out the window, if we go into some kind of dark ages all over again, where we forget so many great things, you know, we're all, we're, we're going to be very close while we still might be um, fairly uh, deadly to other creatures, we're not going to be nearly as uh, nearly as high as we are in the ranks of alpha predators. You know, we will slowly revert to older technologies and things that are um, easier established without machines and. Um, the creatures will breed and they'll grow and they won't have as much problems and we will, our ranks will be thinned by um, people not aware of what they can and can't eat. Look, you know, you're going to be hunting through for cans and things. And uh, again, this is all some theoretical thing. I don't really think um, that we're going back to the Dark Ages, to the Stone Ages. I think for the most part we are um, alive in a wonderful time and I feel like we are going through some growing pains at this point as as a people um, I think we're starting to realize that we should be better we should do more to help the earth but at the same time um, we need to find a way to do it that doesn't hurt us you know, uh, we're very good at adaptation. The world itself um, is being very good at it too. There was something I was listening to the other day about um, in the Arctic or Antarctic. Again, you know, I'm no expert. Uh, as some of the ice had melted and they started producing these rivers of red, 
and it was a um, a spring or or something, uh, but it's uh, with high levels of iron in it. And that's why it was red. So, but the the wonderful thing about this is now that that's exposed, and we've been dealing with some issues in the ocean with uh, dead zones, places where there's not all of this. Uh, life that these little mini lives, these little creatures that feed the bigger creatures, this this red ocean, this red supply of water full of iron, creates more algae. Creates um, it's good algae blooms, or maybe not algae, uh, um, like plankton and stuff. I'd have to. I, I'll do a little more research on it. This this one's definitely all kind of out of the blue here, but. It's actually in my head kind of made me feel good because it's like, oh, hey, look, you know, yes, we should take care of our planet. But there's also, it looks like, some built-in systems to help weather changes. Now, maybe these changes without us wouldn't have occurred for 200 years because maybe it would have done this warming cycle slower because some people say we're coming out of an ice age. So the world is naturally warming I, again I don't know I'm not a scientist um, so maybe we did speed that up a bit maybe we didn't but it's neat to see that there are natural processes that help to regulate the planet almost like almost like the human body you know like when you're sick your temperature goes up uh, at a certain point the body starts to fight that so then the temperature goes back down I mean maybe you know, the, the world, there's a lot of organisms. Maybe the world's just one giant living organism. You know, yeah, it's not made of flesh, but it's made of magma and stone and water and rock. I mean, who knows? There's a lot. And, you know, these ecosystems all work within one each other. We all work together and with one another. So why, why couldn't you think of the Earth as one giant living planet? One, you know, maybe maybe it doesn't have a consciousness. Maybe it's not talking per se but it is an organism possibly it has all of these different all these different functions and things that work together and intertwine to make this wonderful place that we love and call home so maybe it is somewhat self-healing and maybe it just needs a little encouragement and a little bit of help from us uh, or it would do it on its own and just take a little bit longer without us trying to help um, ultimately, one of the things I've always thought, and uh, um, and maybe maybe one day we'll, uh, as in one of the podcasts I listen to, we'll be fighting uh, for carbon dioxide uh, uh, to get it to create <laughs> um, graphene. Um, but most likely, I think the best thing we can do now is plant a tree or two. Uh, if you're smart, plant some fruit trees if you have a little bit of land. You know, put them towards the edge. So you don't have um, them all in the yard in the way. Pick fruit trees that you're not worried about. Your kids, your dogs eating. They have giant seeds. Uh, there's some great sites that will um, send you fairly... Um, I'll find it. It was from the same podcast that I mentioned, the graphene. And I remember they read, ran an ad about this um, tree service, I guess farm you know you can basically like i think they'll it's like a two-year-old tree so it's sprouted a bit the roots are pretty strong and it comes bundled up and you can plant it and they're supposed to be pretty easy to handle um now if you don't have a lot of land it's not as easy but 
you might be able to plant a tree or two. And if they bear fruit, if they bear fruit, then hey, you know, you're, it's also a benefit there. Something, one less thing you have to get from the grocery store. So, uh, something to think about. The other thing um, I found interesting. Now, uh, I've mentioned it before. Um, I have my license to carry. I've had it since I was 22. Um, I'm not sure if I've mentioned that I used to work in a uh, gun store, gun range, years ago. Um, I enjoyed that. It was definitely... Um, it really did open my eyes to the way the process works. The paperwork, the background checks, all, all of the good stuff. There's I've got nothing against it. Um, you know, it's good to do background checks. It's good to make sure people haven't committed crimes and they're legal to own a firearm. Um, I also think it would be nice to have a lot less of the um, nitty, nitty gritty, no, nitpicking. Like the, there's, there's a lot of firearm laws out there that I think are a little, um, well, they just suck. But for the most part, background checks are good. I'm okay with that. Make sure, you know, no one has a criminal record uh, or uh, some other kind of really bad sign of, you know, why they shouldn't own a gun. But I think owning guns is good. Now, having worked there, I learned to start being more aware. And I'd always been somewhat aware because I started working there after I'd been carrying for a few years. Um, but I became aware of what's called uh, printing. Now, if you're not aware of what printing is, it is when you are carrying a concealed handgun um, and the clothing you wear is a little too snug or not situated correctly. So you'll see a bulge. Now, um, in some cases, it looks like... It doesn't always necessarily look like a gun, but it's a bulge. And it's roughly the size of the average cell phone. You know, you're looking at like four inches wide, six inches tall, give or take. Because um, most people aren't carrying large handguns if they're trying to carry concealed. Um, and maybe a little bit bigger, again, you know, it's teach their own of whatever you can carry. Now, so I was out with my family, and um, I saw a gentleman reach down to, to help his kid up off the ground, and I just, it, it, it was glaringly, to, I mean, to me, and, and maybe no one else, no, most likely no one else noticed. They don't know what they're looking for. And I was, I was glad he was carrying. More power to you. I, I support um, concealed carry. Um, I, can, I, I, I think open carry is good, too. I prefer concealed carry. I don't, my thought has always been that if you're going to carry, carry concealed. Because if there is a threat, they're going to be the ones to initialize. So now they can see if you're open carrying when someone who has bad intentions will come into a place and go, well, let me look for the threats to, to me. And they'll look and go, oh, these four people are open carrying. So they'll address that as a threat to, the, to them as the criminal first. So logically, in my head, it was always better to be a concealed carrier because, hey, no one knows on a normal day. You do your business. No big deal. Um, or, oh, hey, you're concealed carrying and something goes bad and no one realizes you're carrying and now you, you kind of have a one-up, you know, if it's a small place and you're kind of stuck in there, you're, you know, you're, you have the element of surprise. 
if it's a big place, you can now gather up the ones you love, gather up strangers and say, let's go, let's get out of here. Let's go this way. Like let's, there's a loud noise that way. Let's take all of the rest of you and go this way. Follow me type thing. Um, there's different ways to handle whether you would draw your pistol at that point. And that's, I'm not a firearms instructor. Um, I am not a tactical instructor. There are many more people out there that know these things and, um, would give you much better training. Uh, Tim Kennedy, uh, I believe X, I believe X seal, uh, and many other things. Um, does YouTube, does podcasting. Uh, seems like an all-around pretty good guy, too. Uh, you know, again, don't know him personally. He does some courses like that. He has some uh, QB, CQB courses, close quarter battle courses, all kinds of interesting stuff out there. I, it's, I do love being alive now. There is so much you can learn and so many cool things you can pick up. Um, so, anyway, uh, what I found funny was this guy was printing, and I, I thought pretty terribly. And then, uh, as he leaned down to help us get up, his shirt lifted slightly, and you could actually see the holster. So it was confirmed. It wasn't just a uh, cell phone under a shirt. It was glaringly a holster. I suspect it was a Glock. Um, I couldn't tell you for sure. I intended to walk up and mention it to him at, at, a little bit later when uh, there was less of a crowd. Um, but my path divulged from his and I never had the chance. So if you're listening, uh, sir, you might want to take a look at maybe an, uh, an IWB, you know, interior waist. Yeah. IWB interior waistband holster instead of an exterior that'll help you. It'll definitely conceal it a little bit more while you may print still somewhat. Uh, when you lean over, you won't see the holster and gun sticking out below your shirt. Now, again, your choice, your call if you carry. Uh, I do recommend concealed carry. I think everyone should, as long as you are legal to carry. Uh, obviously, this is America. Uh, if in your country, if people who are listening in are in countries that can carry concealed also, I, I highly recommend it. Better to have a gun and not need it than to need a gun and not have it. Um, it's one of those things where it's kind of like, it's like insurance for your car, you know. You have it, you have it, you have it. You don't need it for years and years and years. And then all of a sudden, one day you need it, you know. And hopefully, uh, my plan is to never need to use a gun in self-defense. You know, I care to protect those I love, to protect innocent people, to protect, to protect civilians. Uh, but my hope is to never, ever need to draw that. I, I don't want to. I don't. I really hope I never have to. Um, but... I'd rather have it than not have it. So, uh, things to think about. Um, there's lots of great safety courses out there. Maybe one of these days I'll do uh, a podcast on um, caring and stuff. And everyone, every place varies. Every state's a little bit different. Um, but, so, basically, um, yeah, I kind of rambled on. Man is a wild animal. And uh, Mother Nature... Uh, when she is not happy, when it's really hot or when it's really cold. Uh, and even sometimes when it's kind of nice out, Mother Nature is actively trying to kill us. You know, the planet is not as easy uh, if you take away a lot of civilization. 
if civilization were to falter and electricity were to fade and, you know, a lot of things were to stop working, we would just be a very advanced creature um, <laughs> fending for ourselves against a lot of uh, a lot of creatures that were more well designed to hunt and fight than we were. We're fairly soft with not a lot of uh, we don't have a lot of built in uh, weapons that are, you know, as effective as some of these claws and talons and fangs out there in, in, in the wild. So um, thanks for taking the walk with me. This is this one I've been kind of pondering for the last couple of days. I really appreciate everyone listening. Um, we've picked up some more international listeners. So uh, I hope you all come back for episode, uh, well, the next episode. And um, I love you all. Take care of yourself. Um, have a great Easter. It's uh, Easter night now. And um, well, have a wonderful Monday tomorrow. I'll talk to you all soon. Good night.